The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Motorists are set to be impacted financially from April the 1st due to a phasing out of the reduced excise duty on car fuel. And from then on, filling a tank could cost the consumer up to maybe a tenner every time, while the government will be around 700 million better off. I'm joined on the line by Kevin McPartland, CEO for Fuels Ireland. Uh, Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. I presume you are not surprised that the government would seek to restore its revenue from fuels. No, I mean, to be fair to them, it, it was well flagged. They, they made this uh, reduction in the excise duty almost 12 months ago now, and um, it was initially said that it would, it would be in place until budget day. It was extended until last month, and so we knew that it was coming back. It was very important that it didn't come back in one go uh, because that would have caused a real significant spike in demand if you tell people that petrol or, and diesel are going to go up significantly overnight. Everybody tries to buy at the same time, so we appreciated uh, Minister McGrath taking our counsel on that and not doing it all in one go and phasing it in. But it still is going to be a very significant uh, increase in the price of fuel for consumers. Now, what is happening internationally? Because it does seem as if that uh, winter crisis that was predicted has passed uh, and that supplies are adequate to meet the market demand. So one would expect the prices, therefore, to continue falling. I, I think anybody who tells you that they can predict what's going to happen with fuel prices is, is, is a fool or, liar, or a liar, um, and I hope I'm neither. Um, I, we don't know. I mean, at the moment, things look reasonably stable, uh, uh, but I don't think you could make any further prediction than that. Um, if they're so unstable, uh, is the government wise then to have a, a phased reintroduction of those taxes, uh, given that uh, another hiccup could occur in the international markets, which would require them to reverse course? Uh, I, I, think, I think the government showed last March that if they are minded to move on excise duty, they can do so very quickly. And they did do very quickly last, last March. Now, I think we also have to recognise that, that the overall taxation of fuel is, is, needs some careful consideration now. Because at, at this point in time, Fuels for Ireland members collect about 6% of Ireland's total tax take between excise duties, VAT, all the different levies. And government has for many years been saying, and I don't mean this in a party political way because it's not just this government, it's been happening for decades, that we're going to increase the price of uh, fuels in, and that that will in some way uh, act as a nudge to people to move to, to, to lower carbon alternatives. And it ignores the fact that that has never, ever, ever worked. And if you think back to this time last year when fuel prices were increasing very dramatically and we got to the point where it was over €2 Euro per litre, uh, demand wasn't significantly impacted. And the reason for that is that people don't use fuel for kind of uh, flippant reasons. They use it to get the kids to school, to get to work, for businesses to get their products to market. There's very little discretion when it comes to fuel. And therefore, it, the normal economic laws, or the, the you know, price elasticity doesn't really apply to fuel. So what I'm saying, in my very long-winded answer, Pat, forgive me, what I'm saying is that this is a temporary situation, this, this uh, reduction in excise duty and now the reimposition of the excise duty. What we really need to be thinking about is how going forward we are going to disincentivize the behaviors that we wish to disincentivize, that is uh, burning high emission fossil fuels, incentivize the use of non-carbon uh, emitting energy sources such as HVO, EV vehicles, uh, advanced synthetic and biofuels in, in internal combustion engines, and still make sure that we have a fair 
tax take and we can maintain public mm. services. And right now, we don't seem to have a clear policy framework for how we're going to tax energy for transport going yeah. forward. And we think uh, Michael McGrath needs to establish an expert group on that. Now, uh, two things uh, occurred to me straight away. The imposition of carbon taxes, the green taxes, uh, which are supposed to deter us uh, from uh, burning fossil fuels, based on what you say, they simply don't work. Adding a few cents to the litre is not any kind of a price disincentive uh, to to stop you buying it, given that the the vagaries of the international market send prices soaring or slumping. Exactly. And just as when prices fall, uh, you know, as they do occasionally, despite what some people may say, we don't have an increase in demand. When prices rise, we don't see a decrease. It's pretty much static. Not absolutely static, but pretty much. And that's because this is not a discretionary product. You know, so we have to recognize that people need fuel right now. And, and we can talk about the, the absolute necessity. And I fully accept the absolute necessity to move into a net zero future and to do so by 2050. That's you know, a stated objective, not only of the country, but also of fuels for Ireland. We yeah. absolutely have to do that. But we have to recognize where we are right now. Yeah. And right now we have very heavy dependence on oil. Now, the the frightening figure of 6% of tax revenue generated by uh, the purchase of uh, fuels and uh, the bonanza predicted uh, for the government with the restoration of excise and then VAT on top of that of uh, 700 million better off, uh, not a total of 700 million, but 700 million better off, suggests that uh, there's a huge tax take from uh, transport fuels particularly. Uh, when we're all driving EVs where's that and charging at home, Where's that uh, tax take going to come from? Well, you're right, Pat. The tax take is massive. It's about three billion per year, and as I say, that's about that's about six percent of Ireland's total tax take. If we are all driving EVs, I'd be very surprised because I do think we have to look at the other um, low and zero emission vehicles and how they can work. And, and you know, there are drop-in fuels that can can achieve that in existing technologies. But if we are all driving zero emission vehicles, and so much of our revenue is based on um, taxation of emissions, then we need to look really carefully at that. And, and as I say, we believe Minister McGrath should establish an expert group on the taxation of transport for uh, uh, energy for transport. And we would be very keen to play an active part in that because we know, as the fuels industry in Ireland, we know that our business cannot be based on fossil fuels. That's not the, the direction of travel. So that's very clear. But so often, government policy is actually preventing us from making that move. So when you think about uh, the potential of hydro-treated vegetable oil, for example, which is a direct replacement for diesel, reduces emissions by 90%. Uh, You can put it into any diesel car, truck, coach today, and it will reduce emissions by 90%. And that is taxed as if it is diesel. Uh, So that's a higher, higher cost feedstock and therefore, there is a massive price disincentive to people to use that. Now, a number of Fuels for Island members have already made that switch for their own fleets. Uh, but it, but that, that takes a fairly significant mm. uh, investment in cash. The other question is, uh, where do these biofuels come from? It's a really good question because there, there are concerns around uh, the impact on biodiversity. There are concerns around diversion from, from um, food production. Uh, we think that those concerns can, can be well met. Um, we do believe that the uh, European-wide, I, I think we, we're actually pretty good in Ireland. I think the National Oil Reserve Agency does a really good job 
in certifying the biofuels that we use here. We're very confident that all of ours are sustainably produced. Uh, but we do know in Europe that there are, there are legitimate concerns about some of the other uh, member states and where they're sourcing their biofuels from. That does need to be carefully looked at. And we yeah. need to make sure that we don't solve one problem, carbon emissions, and cause another in relation to worsening the biodiversity issues. And indeed food poverty uh, in some quarters. Um, you seem to be suggesting that um, lots of EV chargers on the forecourt is not going to be the solution. The investment would be such um, that it mightn't make it uh, sensible given that people will charge at home and there doesn't seem to be a way of, of charging extra tax when you charge your car at home versus when you might charge it on the forecourt. Well, I would suggest, Pat, that not only are EVs not the solution, there is no the solution. We need to be looking at a, multi, a, 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 a multiple approach to how we're going to decarbonise transport. So, yes, we absolutely need uh, EV charging on forecourts. And, you know, in Ireland here, we have a greater proportion of forecourts offering EV charging than in any other member state of the EU. Um, uh, and we're very proud of that. But we do want to do more. And it's incredibly frustrating to have companies that want to invest money in ultra-fast EV charging on their forecourts who are finding obstacles in terms of planning, in terms of the uh, electricity network being inadequate to meet the needs, uh, the delays in the in the responses from uh, ESP networks in terms of actually getting uh, information, first of all, and so that you can plan where to put the charging, but also getting the work done, mm. and the extremely high cost. But yes, we're determined to do that despite all of those obstacles, and we are doing so. Yeah. But also, we do need to be looking at the potential of advanced synthetic and biofuels. We need to be looking at uh, the potential of hydrogen as a transport fuel. I spent uh, a few days last week in Germany with the Irish-German Chamber of Commerce looking at hydrogen and, and, and the potential that it has to decarbonize transport and industry and heating, actually. Uh, so we need to be looking at all of these solutions and not just putting all of our eggs into mm. one basket, which has been the government's policy up until now. Yeah. Finally, Kevin, is uh, road pricing inevitable? The only way they'll get their tax money that's being lost uh, as we phase out fossil fuels will be to charge you by the kilometre. I honestly don't know, because in the absence of any sort of uh, clear uh, government policy or any clear approach to developing policy, uh, we just don't know how that's going to be done. And that's why we think we need an expert group to look at uh, the taxation of transport in this country. Kevin McPartland, CEO of Fuels Ireland. Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.